0: Thought Media Network is proud to present Cosmic Prayers, your weekly shift, Mondays at 11, Mountain Time, with your host, Laura Topper. The Cosmic Prayers, live from the UK. And now, here she is, Laura Topper.
1: Hello and welcome to The Cosmic Prayer. I am Laura Topper and I'm here joining you and you're joining me wherever you are in the world, whoever you are, here on New Thought Media Network for today's very, very special broadcast of The Cosmic Prayer. I just feel so blessed to be here right now at this time. Um, I'm here in the UK It's six o'clock in the evening. If it's morning time or or wherever you are in the world in the us then right now i have an amazing amazing guest coming on our show um somebody that that is so uh empowered inspirational as a spiritual leader and uh as spiritual leader for centers for spiritual living uh reverend dr Edward Villon uh, has has given so much to our community and to the planet with uh, the science of mind teaching. And um, with all of the books that he has authored along the way, beautiful books, uh, which we're gonna be talking about, and the work that he's done um, as an author and as a leader and as an inspirer and as a minister, and why I feel so blessed is that um, is Reverend Villion served at the World Ministry of Prayer. So I'm really gonna ask him about, about his experience of prayer and, and what that means for him personally. And so, without further ado, uh, the other thing, though, I just want to say is that we are opening up a private Zoom room. If you would like to join um, Reverend Villion afterwards, then you are welcome to come in. It's on a love offering basis, and the Zoom link will be put up. Diego will be putting that link up throughout the show, and you can join. So, stay with us here for this incredible conversation. If you want to be a part of a deeper conversation and, and join us, then you are welcome. And for now, now, though, I'm going to just say hello and welcome to Reverend Dr. Edward Villion. Welcome to the Cosmic Prayer.
0: Thank you so much, Lauren. What a wonderful introduction. That was all those oh. things you said, and, and especially in light of the New Thought teaching, that that kind of accolade and brilliance is in you and me and every single person listening in equal measure so I feel like you're introducing the world when you say those beautiful things thank you.
1: Oh it's well you know it is a real honor for for us for you to be here because the work that you do is incredible I know on a day-to-day basis the work that you're doing and the consciousness and intention that you have to bring this teaching to people in the world. And this teaching, teaching very much is, is about prayer right. and about how we use prayer and internalize that and, and use it for our lives. Uh, and so, a beautiful,
0: uh, unique approach to prayer.
1: Yes, a very unique approach to prayer and very refreshing. And one that not many would realize that we can use prayer in this way. Yes. to um to really transform our own consciousness and that's what,
0: exactly exactly at the heart of our form of prayer the transformation of our consciousness the radical change in direction in our consciousness so which is what attracted me to new thought prayer in the very first place
1: and i wanted to ask you because i was reading in your in your your biography you know that you you discovered the science of mind teaching um, on an aeroplane, <laughs> that's a great way to discover it. And it, it just called to you, to your heart and you knew that you had to find out more. Yes. And was that because of, was it because of prayer? Were you at a time in your life where you, you were in need of, understa- of wanting to understand how to communicate with yourself more deeply and prayer yes. was a part of that?
0: I think I was in the place that so many of us find ourselves when we discover something like new thought or a good therapist or some kind of self-help. I was fed up with life and the world. And I was about to take a very long flight and I stopped by a a bookstore and there was this book, it said, A New Design for Living. And I thought, oh, sure. Why not give that a try? I had no idea that it was written by our founder of Centers for Spiritual Living, Dr. Ernest Holmes. And I read the book and suddenly it occurred to me halfway through that this gentleman was articulating ideas that I had thought myself, I had had intuitively reached for, but didn't know there were other people who thought that way. So it was like a coming home in the middle of the air flying along. And when I got to where I was going, I, I had to change planes and fly another long flight. And I read it a second time because I was so taken with the idea that there is a powerful good in the universe all around us, flowing through us, that was the source and foundation and the method and the power of our prayer. And I wanted to know more about it, because I was raised in a tradition where prayer was a little more formal, and we repeated prayers. And there was a sort of a, well, a disconnection between my heart and the prayer, even my mind. So when I Learned in this book that prayer was more like a contemplation in the style of a meditative mindful practice of me getting my mind right, things yeah. to fall into place. And I had a radical turn, a shift in my whole understanding of what prayer could be for me. And that was from that little book. Uh, a new design for living, and what followed from that was I was like, ah, I was like somebody in a desert starving for this information. I read every single thing I could get my hands on and learned how to pray in a new way, which meant dismantling a lot of common misconceptions. I was. Mm. Had taken root in me, you know. In particular, the idea of praying to something or someone and praying to get something for myself or someone. What a shift that was! A tremendous amount of self responsibility emerged. How do I change in my mind and heart? How do I change to get to a place where I understand and accept and embrace the truth of my spiritual being? That was the journey.
1: That is amazing. I'm just really, I love what you've said. The thing about being in the sky and lifting your consciousness. I mean, you were metaphysically, you know, that's such a a symbolism, isn't it? You being in the sky on a plane and reading this book, um, <laughs> lifted higher and, um, and there you are. And, and your adventure, I think more of a journey, an adventure to where you are right now. And has your conception of prayer changed over time? From every that day. first point?
0: Every day, and I think that's the way it ought to be. Um, every day prayer, we call it spiritual mind treatment, correct, in new thought. Everyday prayer is made fresh from the current understanding that I have of the divine. So it's going to be bigger tomorrow. Oh, yes. So that's why, you know, the... Um, Some of my old influence heritage, I still want to, if I get a good prayer, I want to cling to it and hold it and do it again. And what I know now is, no, I'm going to grow in understanding as a result of a good prayer. So tomorrow it's going to be a new experience because at the heart, the beginning of our prayer practice is to take the time to recognize where am i currently and how do i understand this cosmic reality this creative field we call mind so be it being infinite there's no end of my possible understanding and deepening mm. of it. So there's no destiny to arrive at, now I've got it, now I understand prayer, it's done. Oh, no, tomorrow I'm going to wake up and there's going to be new depths to go down to, new heights to expand to, new ways to describe that which is beyond words, and that's what's thrilling about it. It's alive, it's um, genuine, it's sincere, it's exciting, and... It's part of my every day. In fact, I, I wonder sometimes, how did I manage before I learned how to pray?
1: Yeah, isn't it amazing how when we learn, when we understand these tools and, and we do, we reflect, well, I do as well, reflect back and think, wow, how did I? And I did. <laughs> I remember that. Edwin Gaines, she would, you know, she, uh, we saw her, we were at the, Co- a convention when she came to the UK we were at the science of mind convention performing and she was on stage and she said you know I I don't ask myself how I was born I know I know I you know it it happened of course I didn't need to know and so I suppose that's the that's the response here isn't it we get by but it we doesn't get- mean that we get by consciously with that awareness yes, um, I-
0: we're using our minds and our creativity and our emotions just un- in an unskilled way. Yes,
1: so in an unskilled
0: a way. Of learning a metaphysical prayer, it's not just something I do for two seconds in the morning. It bleeds out into the rest of the day and adjusts my self-talk, the way I respond to people. Yes. And so um, now I'm learning. To manage to navigate the world in a more mindful way, whereas previously I was getting by, like you said, you know, yeah, and sometimes not too well because um, it's like I've got a new puppy right now, and so (laughs) when he's not monitored and not being taken care of, chaos is the result. is bad, right? It's because of all the energy and creativity in him. So now as he is learning more social skills and, and he's learning what his job is in the world, yeah. and now joy of a new uh, kind becomes available. And that's what was happening for me. I started to discover a joy of a new kind being in the world because I was learning about my relationship to the world. And when I say world, I mean with another W, the thing itself, whatever this that we call the divine. That.
1: So is that what led you to become um, to become involved with the World Ministry of Prayer? And to then become a teacher of that, you know, to be inspiring others to actually take that role on as well. Um, You know, that's the leadership in you, isn't it?
0: Well, the World Ministry of has a long, long history in our movement. There was a time in Los Angeles where there was a building that housed um, booths with prayer practitioners and they would take calls from all over the world. I just uh, love that before computer internet days you know this was all analog and um i heard about that and i said i want to i want in i want to do that because i was a young prayer practitioner and i wanted to save the world right <laughs> and so i signed up and um, I immediately i had a reality check because the very first call i got was from Australia. You know, I, I did the early morning shift so I could pick up different countries and was with a young mother whose infant child was going in for an operation. And she had found the number on a magazine in the I don't know where. And she called up and told me that her infant child was going in for an operation. And all of a sudden, the weight of mm. the responsibility landed on me. And I remember thinking to myself, what am I doing? doing this is serious you know and i did my spiritual my treatment to the best of my ability thinking i have done a disservice to this family because i don't feel it i don't know if i believe it and when it was done the prayer the young mother said to me and i'll never forget this she said oh my god that was the most beautiful thing i ever heard and i'm filled with so much peace and so much confidence thank you and i was like what and that's when i realized i thought it was me doing the work i my job was to create the container she had the deep recognition and realization she had it and i was just helping in that moment now after that moment when i felt so unsure of myself i knew that my work was to get to the same place that she was mm-hmm. You know and so i have so much respect for the world ministry of prayer and you know it's still available today you can access the world ministry of prayer online and prayer practitioners will take um, your requests and they will make um, spiritual wine treatments for you. it's a very beautiful process i invite everyone to take advantage of the world ministry of prayer we're working on um Re-energizing it and making it available it, it, with current and new technology, and you know, like a chat, um, a chat bot that'll answer your questions while you're waiting for a practitioner. So that's all coming soon.
1: That is so exciting. I'm, I'm so excited by that, and I, I, I believe that you know if if Science of Mind or Centers for Spiritual Living. I'm going to ask you this question: If Centers for Spiritual Living were purely based on prayer ministry do you think it would be doing its work without anything else
0: well you you know i it's not an either or right there's what all of us to do yeah of course prayer is very 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 important and then there's the part about well, what did the prayer awaken in you? What's yours to do as a result of the prayer? So we have the prayers and we have the doers and we have the teachers and we have all of us together journeying in our own pace in the same direction. And that's important. So I've got to watch myself because when I'm enthusiastic about something, then everybody should be. (laughs)
1: Well, we're all enthusiastic here about yes. this teaching yes. because of the power of this teaching. And I suppose that people find it in different ways, as you've just said, you know, whether it's through prayer or whether it's through uh, an affirmation or whether which we know it's all prayer ultimately. But we all find it in, in our own individual ways, whether it's from listening to somebody giving an incredible talk or, um, or through a practitioner saying something in the moment. And it's shifting something.
0: It's through it's by attraction, right? It's like the energy or let's say the consciousness that you and I have when we're at the supermarket. Or, you know, that consciousness attracts people. For example, um, we had a a, a local board, a board of trustees, we had a consultation with an attorney to figure out a copyright issue. So we brought in the attorney. He came to our board and he listened to our discussion. And when the discussion was done, he said, I have never heard a board of trustees discuss a controversial issue with such respect. And he joined the centre as a result. So you see, wherever we are doing our business, we don't have to hold the banner of the teaching up high. We have to hold our consciousness up high, and then by attraction, people come into it. Because we're not a preaching movement. We don't proselytize. We just be the result of our practice.
1: Yeah. And so how... You know, now, in this, let's move forwards now to where we are, you know twenty twenty one. I'm sure you've been asked this question so many times or versions of um, how how can we use prayer, and maybe if you would like to just also at the same time talk about prayer and its simplest form, how we can use it in its simplest form right now for anyone yes. that that you know that's listening or that listens later because um this this will travel and it could be a, a great a tool for people to help them how can we use prayer in its simplest form right now with what's going on um, yes, exactly. on our planet
0: so um, let's say a person has no knowledge of the five-step System called spiritual mind treatment, and that but they still want to use their beautiful minds to um, effect a change for them in in their world and the world around them. Well, we have this thing called i call it our beautiful imagination that we can use that we can take the time to imagine. A greater yet to be, not too far in the distant future, in which it is a post-pandemic reality, and then place ourselves mentally in that picture. What are we doing? What are we feeling? And when we are doing that creative visualization, let's call it, in a way, we are starting to use a form of affirmative prayer. So... Don Miguel Ruiz called it Dreaming the New Dream Mm -hmm. Um, who was that beautiful metaphysical teacher Um, I'll remember his name right after the show, he invited us to use our imagination just before we go to bed Imagine the outcome you're looking to have. Place yourself in it and then go to bed, assuming that it's already done. See, there's an innocent playfulness. Now, of course, there's a lot more to it than that. But yeah. to ask the question, how do I start right now? Start imagining where it is you want to be. Start imagining that. That is very useful as a starting point there's a lot more to wrap around it but in the beginning that's important what i have to say though is do pay attention to what comes up the self-talk the um if there's any clinging or desperation because these are the things negative criticism clinging that work against the free-flowing joyful nature of our creative mind so sometimes um it's like peeling back all of the layers of things in there and that can be best done with assistance with a a licensed prayer practitioner or a life coach or a therapist or or whoever it is because we're communal beings and we do well helping each other still creative visualization is one of the entry points for affirmative prayer and if you find your mind is too active Though the power of journaling, sitting down and writing about what it is you're looking to embody and experience in your life because writing slows down the thought process to something more humane right in the realm of mind it's going like this super fast and it's landing everywhere once you write it down on the page now it's fixed and you can look at it then again i must look what am i writing about because if i start writing about the problem if I am start writing about what other people have to do, then, oh, I've got work to do. I've got to resolve all of my feelings. I have to express them because the creative part must set aside all of the complaint for a moment. I can come back to the complaint, but in the prayerful part, I'm turning entirely toward the desired outcome. You know, some people say, well, isn't that bypass? No, no, no. It's giving equal time to that which makes our hearts sing. Because otherwise, you know what it's like just reading the newsreel all the time? The bad news, the bad news, the bad news, the bad news. Of course, we must deal with the news of our respective nations. But am I giving time to the creative generation of new ideas also? That's important.
1: Absolutely. And I believe that, um, you know, we can't think two things at one time, can we? (laughs) We can only focus on one thing at one time. We try to multitask and do all this stuff. However, we can only really put our attention on one thing at a time. So, um, So no, I don't think it's a bypass because a bypass we work on. (laughs) <laughs> to do the work in there and uh and yet we need to have that knowing that of coming back to truth to knowing that God the divine is working as and through everything right now whatever it might look like and I think for me this year that's been a a, a real challenge for me to actually own that um that affirmation this too is God expressing right. and to know that Yes, to put that uh, into I, practice. In my that's become my prayer. Yes, yeah. this too how, is God. How
0: is this? How is this experience part of the unfolding of the of perfection? How is the, could could this be an answer to prayer?
1: Yes, and I heard you saying that in a talk once a uh, a couple of years ago. Um, you said how how can can you consider can you consider that this is. Part of wholeness unfolding. I loved that. I loved mm-hmm. hearing you say that. It, right, because me...
0: the alternative is is terrifying.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and although it may seem terrifying right now, because for many people they're going through so much, and you know, heartache and loss and loneliness and suffering and pain and health and and all of it, and yet I think with that question can you consider that this is part of wholeness unfolding for me that shifts the whole thing
0: yeah you're not right and then look to um, the way people are connecting and how people and communities are strengthening and our inventiveness going through the roof, all of these things out of necessity. People who've never going to use the Internet are now becoming smart users. People who are reaching out and creating uh, intimate connections in the way they didn't think were possible. And at the same time, we're realizing now how we long for each other. how important. Connection is how sincerely valuable community is. Oh my God, this is a gift. You know, I can see in the post-pandemic reality, um, there's going to be six months of just touching each other in, in close proximity in our spiritual communities. We got we we. That's a beautiful lesson we've learned, and also you know now, um, as you say, people are suffering. This is starting to become up in awareness now. The the, the isolation is now magnified. We're seeing the effects of that. So it's fine-tuning us to take care of each other. Organizations are emerging to help people stay connected. Um, There is so much good going on simultaneously while there is so much suffering going on. So, giving equal time to the whole of what's going on is important to me so that I will not become myopic and start thinking everything is a disaster because it's not. I mean, look at this show we're on together. Here we are. How wonderful is this? And still, I've got to deal with whatever's next in my own town.
1: Yes, exactly. And that is the power of prayer, isn't it? Because then when we're in, we're doing that prayer consciously, we can shift the way that we perceive it. And we can allow the, the love of God to be, the, um, to be the essence of reminding us in that prayer. And right. I know when I come out of prayer, then I feel changed. I feel changed by it. Yes. Um, you, you you, know, Ed, um, this is, you know, Laura here on New Thought Media Network. You're on the Cosmic Prayer with with Doctor Reverend Dr. Edward Villon. It's, it's just such a, an amazing thing that you're here and speaking and you're going to be in the Zoom room afterwards. Maybe if Diego could put up the Zoom room link. For anybody that's listening right now, if you'd like to join us in that Zoom room, then we welcome you wherever you are in the world to to come and join and and um and pose your questions to uh reverend villon because i know that you're you know I, there's so much i could talk with you here for hours and hours and hours but that's not possible <laughs> <laughs> it is possible but i i don't think uh reverend brzezinski would like it if i just carried <laughs> on with you here for three hours <laughs> talking about prayer <laughs>
0: A little, it takes a little bit of attention to really become intimate with this new way of prayer. So I think yeah. that's a, a lovely opportunity. I hope people feel inspired to explore what New Thought is and, and to visit the World Ministry of Prayer and dig into it. It's a life changer. It's a game changer.
1: Yes. And even if it's simply to use it to... Um, for one thing in our lives, it doesn't have to be about, you know, changing our whole life at one time. It's just, you know, take one thing at a time, slowly, slowly, and you, rebuild a new foundation. Know, I
0: say at the end of my message is I used to say, you know, if you cried yourself to sleep last night or if you feel incomplete, then go to a prayer practitioner. And then my prayer practitioner said, you know, uh, Dr. Edward, not everybody cried themselves to sleep last night. Some people just want to celebrate the good and want more of it. I said, you know, you're right. Prayer is not only about addressing the wrong like wrongs in the world. Prayer, prayer is for the celebration of that which is right. So in a way, prayer is to establish me in the awareness of the everywhere presentness of the divine and then to attempt to see the rest of my day through that filter so that it amplifies what is already joyful too.
1: I love that. I love what you've just said about, you know, it is, it allows us to see life through the filter or without the filter. (laughs) Through, through the eyes of love as, as God sees us, as the divine sees us. Oh, Reverend Villon, it's just such a pleasure that you're here and inspiring me and the listeners right now to take up prayer to learn more about it and even if even if you know all about it already to be using it more in in daily practice um would you like to uh to give a prayer now would you feel yes. be inspired to give a spiritual mind treatment before we leave and go into the zoom room
0: yes absolutely and um, yes. you know um There is another resource, and I ought to have given you this link earlier, but there is an affirmative prayer library online. Then you can search for just those words, affirmative prayer library. And it's years and years of spiritual mind treatments for anybody who wants to drop in and um, sample some of the language of of spiritual mind treatment. Uh, I forgot about that resource, and it's (laughs) true. Affirmative prayer library online it'll come right up in the search link
1: oh thank you diego for putting that up there there's one question i'd like to ask you just because you've just mentioned this Yes. what do you feel about written prayer is in relation to speaking prayer Mm -hmm. simply you know from just from the heart in the moment do you do you believe written prayer can be just as effective you know writing it out and reading it over and over
0: So this is such a tender question, right? It really depends where you come from. Like I mentioned, I came from a faith tradition where repeated prayer was part of the practice. So there's not only one way to pray. There's so many ways to pray. And there is some validity to repeated prayer, like mantras. Affirmations are a form of repeated ideas. Spiritual mind treatment is a unique creature. It's made fresh daily. Mm -hmm. And once it's made, it's complete. And so if I feel like I'm going to treat again for the same topic, I start all over again. So there really isn't such a thing as the same treatment. It's already done.
1: Yeah.
0: So then if I find a a treatment that's written, it's probably because somebody is sending it to me. I'm still learning. And there's some value in uh, transporting the words of treatment over uh, email. And I get it. Now, I have to watch myself because of my heritage. If I get a good spiritual man treatment... Do I start to think that the power is in those words on the okay. page or in that person who wrote it? Cause then I start to abdicate my responsibility. I'm not going to do any work. That person did it. That prayer on the paper is the, okay. the check is. And if I say it hard enough, then something will, happen. you see, and I have departed from new thought in that moment. I have now transferred the power onto the paper now having said that are there some spiritual mind treatments that i read over and over again yes because the words are like poetry and they evoke a feeling in me and i want to hear them again Mm -hmm. so what i do is i remind myself i'm reading it for that purpose of being inspired okay but i must do the spiritual mind treatment again fresh now that was a big long answer
1: Thank you. An important answer. An important answer, because it's giving people permission to really use their own imagination and knowing yes. and connect right there in the moment. Yes. Without needing to write anything down. It's the feeling, isn't it? In the moment and the conviction.
0: So shall I close us with a... Please
1: do. Yes. And um, what is it you, you feel right now to to make the purpose of the prayer? Because that's an important thing, isn't it? To know the purpose.
0: I think the, the purpose is for us to acknowledge and become familiar again with that divine presence so that it may guide us to do whatever is ours to do. All of your listeners, you and me, will have different purposes and outcomes so we will make it be um, universal in its appeal. Okay. All right?
1: Great. Thank you. We're ready.
0: All right. So I speak in the first person. and When I say I, I mean the universal I, the I of whoever is listening. I begin by recognizing that there is only one thing going on over here. It is that creative field we call mind, I call mind, is known as mind that which is eternal, permanent, and persistently available in its full form everywhere. That's why I say there's nothing else going on, just that mind. And I live in that. I think with it and I move in it, as does everybody hearing these words, all of us. And through this recognition and identification, I place myself in an attitude of openness to the true nature of this divine mind, so that I am a willing vessel for its expression in this world. I'm available to it, and it has free-flowing access through me. This causes me to know, like one great teacher said, that I am in the right place right now successfully engaged in the right activity. And everything else that I do today is done from this awareness. So now my spiritual eyes are wide open to see through the filter of the divine. And my mind is open to understand that intuition comes to me and shows me what to do, how to do it, what to say, and when to say it. And there emerges a sense of rightness that I depend on, so much so that I feel my joy arising at knowing this. And this gratitude allows me to further relax and to know that these words that I've spoken have the outcome that is perfectly tailored to each person's need who is listening and mine also. And I say, And so it is.
1: And so it is. Thank
0: Thank you you. very much for having me today, Laura.
1: Thank you, Reverend Villion, for being here, for being so present, for sharing, for inspiring our listeners. Oh, and here, thank you, Diego, for putting this up. This is uh, your personal Amazon page where uh, people can find your incredible books. They look so interesting. I'm going to read through that and be ordering a few Kindle editions there. I love Thanks. that, seeing good Thanks. at work. And you, you were explaining about seeing good at work and your grandmother, yes. how she inspired you for that. Yes. Beautiful. And the power of meditation. Uh, and maybe um, at another time, another point in time, you would like to come back onto the cosmic prayer and talk through some of your books and how they've inspired you to um, in your, in, on your journey as a spiritual leader.
0: Absolutely, yes.
1: So thank you. Thank you so much. We're going to be hopping over onto the Zoom room. The link is here. Okay. Diego has put the link up here. For anybody that's listening right now, you can click on that link. Uh, in a few minutes' time, we will be there with Reverend Robert Brzezinski. And... Reverend Edward Villon, and we will be taking your questions and Reverend Villon will be answering and you can get a deeper closer understanding of prayer and any topic that you want to bring up that's spiritually related to um to to wholeness and oneness that's why we're here isn't it so um so we look forward to seeing you there in in a few minutes over on zoom and until then, is there anything else that you'd like to say? A few words before we leave here?
0: Oh, goodness. Um, you know, when I said earlier on, imagine a post pandemic reality. That, I'm, I'm really big on that right now. I really want to invite people to begin to open up the pathways of their thinking about that time beyond. When We're not going back to the way things were, but what is the place that we're going to? The importance of us using our creativity to generate that, the excitement around that, and to feel it. So please do take on the task of being a post-pandemic reality generator.
1: Oh, I love that. And I think that's so inspiring for each of us. We need to hear that because we we don't want to get stuck in this slump of this is how it is. No, we we must create
0: or die. Yeah. (laughs) Die to (laughs)
1: old. Yeah. Thank you for being here with us, Reverend Villon.
0: We'll flip over to the Zoom room right now. We will
1: be in Zoom. Thank you, and we'll see you next time on The Cosmic Prayer.
0: Thank you for listening to Cosmic Prayer, your weekly shift with Laura Topper on the New Thought Media Network. If you've enjoyed this programming, please tell a friend and join us again next week for Cosmic Prayer, your weekly shift with Laura Topper.